today on CityCast Denver. There's no doubt about it. Denver loves dogs. But what about off-leash dogs? More and more unofficial dog parties are popping up across the city, meaning lots of cute doggies are running wild in our parks. And you, our dear readers and listeners, had a lot to say about it. So me and newsletter editor Peyton Garcia and producer Aaron O'Toole are reading your comments and talking it out. Today is Tuesday, July 26th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Peyton Garcia and Aaron O'Toole, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks Bree. <laughs> so we're talking dogs and dog parks and off-leash dog situations in Denver today. We're talking about this because Westward had written a story recently about this off-leash, unofficial dog parties that are happening in parks. Um, Peyton, explain more what's going on here. Yeah, so the piece talks about how there are these unofficial quote-unquote dog parties that are happening at local parks. And what that means is like-minded dog owners are getting together at these big, grassy, treed, shaded parks and letting their dogs run loose off-leash so that they can play together. Um, and it sounds like there's anywhere from like 15 to 20 dogs running around at a time. And the problem is, is the city is now cracking down on that because that's technically not legal. Um, the city has leash laws and you can only have your dog off leash in sanctioned off leash parks that are created by the city. And there's a handful of them dotted around Denver. But the reason people aren't going to them is because people are saying they're they're few and far between, that they're not that great, that they're just these like fenced in gravel areas and that they would rather go to these parks that are, you know, that have grass and trees and let their dogs run around with other animals. So anyways, the park rangers are cracking down on that and they're they're hanging around these parks and dispersing these off-leash dog parties. And they give a number of reasons for why this shouldn't be allowed and why these leash laws are in place. Um, and we can kind of dig into that. But, you know, a lot of it has to do with maintenance of the park, picking up after your dog. And not everyone likes dogs. And so I think the city's biggest argument is that city parks should be accessible for everybody. Um, anyone should feel like they can go there and hang out with their family and have a picnic. And if you're someone who's afraid of dogs, or if you have a dog that's uh, that's not well behaved, that takes away that park for a lot of people. So anyways, they're cracking down on that. Um, sounds like they're not trying to issue tickets, but they are trying to educate people and disperse these parties and they're just becoming a lot more strict on it. Uh, but not everyone feels like that's fair. There's a lot of dog owners out there who don't think that that's a fair option. And I just want to add some numbers context to this from the Westward story. Uh, so far in 2022, rangers have issued over 3,000 verbal warnings about off-leash dogs, given 130 written warnings and handed out 100 citations. But the funniest part of this data was department data also shows that about 700 people have evaded park authorities when approached about their <laughs> off-leash dogs. So like a park ranger is coming towards you and you just walk the other way. Really quickly. <laughs> just run away. <laughs> yeah, it just seems it seems wild. Um, Aaron, you and I are the resident dog owners uh, here on the CityCast Denver team. What did you make of this story? Well, you know, looking at 
The numbers that you just cited, Bree, I mean, there are a lot of people who are finding that there is a lack of good spaces to take their dogs. I mean, here in Colorado, we love our dogs. We know that they need a place to run around. Um, It's helpful to socialize with other dogs. And when there aren't good accessible places to do that, people are going to kind of make their own. They're going to make their own dog party, so to speak. And that's <laughs> and that's what's happening. Are you a person, would you participate in a dog party? I probably wouldn't because I'm afraid of getting a ticket or, or getting educated. But yeah, I don't know. It sounds kind of cute, especially after seeing, I don't know, on social media, maybe last weekend, the introvert dog party. I think my dog would be a part of that one. Like, where they, They're all <laughs> off leash, but they're just standing around and not going up to anybody. Tell me about your dogs. My dogs are very people friendly, but they're not necessarily that friendly to other dogs. I've got Hannah, who is a Maltese poodle mix. And I've got Clancy, who's part Chihuahua and part dachshund he might be a chewini we're not really sure so you're like you're in the little dog person category yeah exactly but you know the funny thing is is hannah the poodle mix i i've taken her to dog parks where they have a small dog section separated by fences from the big dog section for safety reasons she hates it over there absolutely (laughs) hates it she will not stay she'll go to the fence and put her nose through um, because she wants to play with the big dogs. and I was going to say, I my dog Boomhauer, who's a, a Papillon Dachshund mix, is similar in that he's he's kind of a little to medium-sized dog, but he just wants to play with the big dogs. He would have no interest in a small dog yeah. party. Um, you know, for me, this is... I see both sides of this situation. Uh, I didn't become a dog owner until about seven years ago. I got my first dog in my mid-30s. And... Um, there aren't a lot of options for places to let your dogs really run and roam, especially if you live in Denver and you don't have a yard. Um, maybe you live in an apartment or a condo or, you know what I mean? Like it, I see where people are coming from and we kind of were talking about this before we started recording, but another issue that folks have is um, there may be dog parks, but they're not close. And and Aaron, I know you were talking about this. What do you do? You can't get on the bus with nope. your dog. <laughs> go to the dog park that's not in your neighborhood. So if there isn't one that's close, I can see why folks are just sort of like making their DIYing their own dog park. Another issue is the current dog parks are kind of inadequate, not only in the locations that they're in, but maybe they're kind of just gross. They're just like gravel pits. You know, have you been to any of those, Aaron? I have. And, you know, I, I spent some time thinking this morning about what makes a great dog park. And then what makes a dog park adequate? One of the really important things is having some shade. Mm. And so many of the parks that I have been to don't have any shade. And I think, I mean, especially when we have summers like we're having right now, you need shade for humans and for the dogs. Yeah. So it's like they're they're not appealing even, you know, as a human being who's going to take your dog to that yeah. dog park. I have to say something that I do sometimes, I don't take my dog to an off-leash dog party, but we walk our dogs with our friends who have a bigger dog. And sometimes we'll take them to like a remote area of the park where nobody Mm -hmm. else is, let them off-leash for a minute to run around and play with each other and then put them back on leash. I know that that's illegal. I know it's not great, but there's not a dog park in our park. So that's kind of what we do.
This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Hey, you shared the Westward story in the newsletter this week. And you got a ton of responses from folks like people feel very strongly about dogs in the city. Um, Can you share some thoughts from readers who were super against this idea of off leash dogs? Yeah, I can. So reader Hannah W. wrote in and she said, listen, I love dogs as much as the next person. But the thing that we're forgetting is that these are sometimes massive apex predators we're coexisting with. I want to be able to trust that folks can train their dogs. But I know too many people who keep healers and huskies in apartments to trust easily. I think the answer is more sanctioned off leash areas. There's clearly a demand and any good dog owner wants to give their dog space to play. That said, if you can't give a dog what it needs with resources you have, you shouldn't own a dog. They're living creatures, not toys. I feel like that's loaded with a lot of stuff. Um, And I, I would just say that I think a big thing that I'm seeing from people who are writing in and who are they're they're anti this off leash dog parties is you you maybe your dog is trained really well and and but you don't know other people and how they train their dogs. And I think that that's a really common thread is people are saying, you know, I, I know my dog, but I don't know yours. And that puts a lot of stress on me and my dog and the experience that we're having. Yeah, Aaron, you you were kind of saying you have an introverted dog. So how do you feel about that? Like it's the sometimes it's the personality of the dog or the dog owner's training of the dog itself. Yeah. I have to say, as the owner of two smaller dogs, my heart leaps into my throat when I am at a dog park and I see a big dog come running toward one of my dogs. I'm like, oh my gosh, are they, is this going to go well? Is my little dog going to piss off one of the big dogs and get attacked? I mean, you you just don't know. And I suppose that is true for either a sanctioned dog park or one of these off-leash dog parties. You You just can't tell. And, you know, you can be the best, you have the best trained dog in the world, but I suppose it could just act in a unique way every time. Yeah, something can trigger a dog that we don't see or we don't experience yeah. as humans. And I think about um, my, my poor old dog, rest in peace, Frank. He was a papillon and he was so terrible. He was so mean to everyone. But when we walked him, he was always on a leash. But sometimes folks would have their dogs off leash and big dogs would come at him and they'd be like, my dog's friendly. And I'm like, my dog's going to try to bite your dog's yeah. face. Like <laughs> your dog might be friendly. My dog is eight pounds and wants to rip everyone's head off. So that's where I get a little bit stressful. And that's where I don't know. I mean, I with what this reader Hannah shared with us is if you can't give the dogs what it needs with the resources, you shouldn't own a dog. I'm on the fence about that because I agree, of course, but also I know a lot of loving dog owners that can't afford to live in anything but an apartment. Yeah. So we should be able to give them options to have places for their dogs. To, I mean, I'm also just thinking about this 
side conversation we're having about how much water lawns take up. And maybe people don't have lawns where their dogs can run around. So they need the park. Yeah. Reader Liz Kay, she wrote in and and she did say that she's personally uncomfortable with off-leash dogs because, again, like we said, she can't trust. She doesn't feel like she can trust other dog owners and she doesn't know those dogs. Um, But she also wrote... I suspect the parks enforcement will fall in line with most other law enforcement efforts and disproportionately affect people of color and lower income brackets. Mm. So I doubt it will be helpful and could actively hurt the community. Maybe a free or low cost dog training program would be a better option. Um, And we heard a lot of that, too. I mean, just that a lot of people wrote in and they're like, yeah, I agree with this side or that side, but I don't know what the solution is. Because, you know, I think accessibility is a really big thing, especially if you're going to have a dog in the city. I like what Liz said here, too, about concerns over who gets policed. Right. And I don't love that. I don't I also don't love that this is what park rangers need to be doing. Like, is this really what they need to be spending their time doing? No. I mean, I'd prefer them to be able to be out and. I don't know whatever else park rangers do. Absolutely. And but not policing people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Making sure people are having fun and and I I I want to say I read somewhere where, you know, some dog parks have closed temporarily because of the large amounts of dog poop that have accumulated. Clean up after your own dogs. This <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. And definitely park rangers should not be cleaning up after other people's dogs. No one should be cleaning up after your dog but you. That's like my soapbox. It's super, it's so frustrating to me when you're just like walking along a path and there's just like a big pile of poop. And I remember, Aaron, in 2017, um, the rail yard dog park here in Denver was closed down twice because there was so much poop that it was a biohazard situation. So let's be responsible dog owners, maybe, and take care of our stuff. Um... But hey, you also heard from folks who are very pro this idea of the dog party and are super okay with the off-leash situation. What did readers share with you? Yeah, so Lucas D wrote in and said, I have three dog parks somewhat near me in East Denver, all I have to drive to. Alternatively, I have three parks and a fenced-in school I can walk my dog to. Those dog parks have zero trees, so they're not an option for me in the summer unless it's really early or late to avoid my dog getting too hot, whereas the park offers shade. What I'm getting at here is if the city does not want people to use parks as dog parks, they should invest in more dog parks that are actually usable on hot days. Um, And we saw a lot of this. Everyone says, if the city doesn't want me taking my unleashed dog to city parks, then they should be in charge of investing more in better dog parks that are more accessible. I mean, I think that Lucas is sharing what Aaron's been talking about, accessibility. Yeah. Uh, Accessibility to parks designed for dogs as well as people. And it's just something that maybe we need to acclimate to better as a city. I I think as population grows in the city, of course, dog ownership's going to grow along with that. I think that we've seen that probably across the country and offering more options that the shade conversation is so crucial to like anyone enjoying a park of course that's for your dog as well absolutely it you know seems like an opportunity for kind of civic engagement 
is it fair to ask people, though, to do all of this work to get a decent dog park in their neighborhood that they can walk to? Yeah, I mean, reader David P. wrote in and he said, all in all, I don't disagree with the viewpoints, but it seems harsh that a group that clearly cares enough about their pups to set up these play dates doesn't get another avenue to do this. All they get is no, go to the dog park. If the dog park was good, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing in the first place, which I think is a good point. Um, the In the Westward piece, they say that the rangers are walking around and they're just educating people on why leash laws are important. And, and I do think that leash laws are important, but we need more of an answer than just no, don't do yeah, that here. We need an option. People need, yeah, they, they know is not a solution. Yeah. But in the meantime, like, you know, Erin, you're saying civic engagement. I think that means reaching out to your council person saying, hey, this is something that's important to me and I'm not seeing it in my community. Can you advocate for this for me is part of it. But also part of it is to uh, being responsible to your community. And that means being really aware that some folks are super afraid of off leash dogs and for good reasons. So in the meantime, like, I don't know, it's, it's such an interesting paradox. What do we, what do we do in this moment? I I have this whole, I think we have this culture around like having dogs that people just think like, oh, you just, I don't, like people think you're a freak if you don't like dogs. Like I am not a huge dog person. I never have been. When I was a kid, I was deathly afraid of dogs. And if a dog came anywhere near me, I'd start crying and freaking out. And my mom would be like, hey, like keep your dog away from us. And they'd be like, it's just a dog. She's fine. And my mom would be like, she's clearly not. <laughs> she's freaking out. She, she doesn't like them. And is that so wrong? Even now to this day, like I've been walking through my neighborhood and I had somebody, we were taking a walk and somebody had their dogs off leash in their yard and the dogs came charging at me and they were big. I want to say they were like boxers or something. And they came charging and they were barking and they don't sound friendly. And the owners were just like, it's fine. It's fine. They're friendly. Uh. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm about to kick your dog in the face <laughs> because I'm terrified. I don't want, like, I don't know your dog. What if right now he's having an off day and he attacks me? Like either way, I shouldn't have to be like, afraid that your dog is going to pummel me, you know? And even then, like, maybe I just don't like dogs. When I don't want to pet someone's dog, they, like, get super offended. They're like, seriously, you're not going to pet my dog? And I'm like, I just don't Ugh. really like dogs, okay? <laughs> like, I had a friend growing up who was mauled by a dog in her front yard, a loose dog, and it altered her face, oh and she got a settlement from it, but it changed her whole life. It's like... People have to think about that. Like your relationship with your dog does not determine how your dog's going to interact with other people. And I, I don't, I really don't like that. Hey, I don't like when people assume that you should be a dog person because yeah. everybody's experience is different. Like, so don't worry I think about it's it. Like, yeah. It's like, but I am worried about yeah. it. And there needs to be like some mutual respect in the meantime, as we try to figure out, this is the growing pains of a growing city. How do we accommodate more dogs for folks um, and dog parks that are not only desirable, but accessible to more people. That's a, that's a really good question. Because we still need to be respectful and mindful of people who don't share our love for dogs. Yeah. And, and to recognize that, you know, the parks are for people. I found some interesting solutions from our readers. Basically, um, the idea of Maybe either fencing off a space in some of the larger parks or, you know, after hours or mm. before hours, I guess, opening it up to off-leash dogs. What, what do you guys think about that? 
I love that idea. Make a designate. It's kind of like the lap swim at the pool, Mm -hmm. right? Like setting aside a designated time for dog owners to come to the park, play with their dogs off leash. It's posted as a sign somewhere from, you know, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., you know, Monday through Friday. This area of the park is an off leash dog park. And then after those hours, people have to leash their dogs up. I think that's a wonderful solution. I love that. I also love the idea of just taking maybe there's also tons of I think there's parks where there's sort of like unused areas or areas where it's not really fit for anything else. So just make that the designated dog park and, you know, fence it off or something. Yeah, I like I especially like the after hours thing. I want to say that there was a dog park in Baker that did that. My girlfriend used to live there and she, I want to say, I remember they were, it was later in the evening, but um, there was signage and it was like, Hey, after a certain point in time, um, owners are allowed to have their dogs here unleashed. And I don't know, that seems fair enough. Right. So there's some solutions in the meantime to just, instead of just building brand new parks, which also I'm an advocate for. I mean, we can always use more parks in the city. Absolutely. Aaron and Peyton, thanks for joining me for this conversation. It was a great discussion. Thanks. Yeah. And I thanks to our um, readers and listeners who shared their thoughtful ideas on how we could deal with the dog park situation right now. If this conversation spurred something in you, you want to share something with us, maybe something we missed about the dog the off-leash dog conversation. You can call and leave us a message with your name, neighborhood, and a comment at 720-500-5418. Or you could email us at denver at citycast.fm. Or you could just tweet us some photos of your adorable dogs. We're at CityCast Denver. And uh, Aaron and I will share our dog pictures there as well. I'll share a picture of Boomhauer and... Hannah and Clancy. <laughs> and Hannah and Clancy. <laughs> And here's what else Denverites are talking about. The Denver District Attorney's Office has officially filed charges against the man officers say pulled a gun on them in Lodo a few weeks ago. According to the Denver Post, the situation led to officers shooting into a crowded street when clubs were letting out and injured six people as well as the alleged gunman. The three officers involved are still on leave and the investigation into why they fired shots into a crowded downtown street is ongoing. Soon, riding the bus will be free. For a month, at least. 303 Magazine reports that this August, RTD's trains and buses will be free to ride. I'm telling you now because maybe you're like me and you drive everywhere. But what if we planned ahead and incorporated bus rides into some of our travel plans? That's RTD's hope, at least, as they look to lower ozone levels, which can be extra brutal this time of year. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Got a blueberry seed. No, a raspberry seed stuck in my throat. (laughs) No. She was taken out by a raspberry seed.